Glory to God. I want you to open up your Bible this morning to the book of uh, Acts chapter 16 this morning. Yes, Jesus. We've been teaching on the uh, Holy Spirit's power the last two or three Sundays. And this week I'm going to change up just a little bit. We're going to go in a little different direction, but we're going to come back to more about the Holy Spirit and His uh, His action and power in our life. We have to have the Holy Spirit. This morning, we're going to talk about the coffee bean. The coffee bean. Y'all saying, where in the world is Pastor going with this? Well, my wife brought my attention to this little book right here. It's called The Coffee Bean. And there's a message inside this book that will really help us in the church. So it don't take but about 20 minutes to read it. So I opened it up and read it. And when I did, it, the Lord said, you know, that would be a good inspiring message for the church to hear. So I'm going to do my very best to tell you about the power of the coffee bean in our life. Uh, there was this student by the name of A that went to high school. And he, he usually, he was the star quarterback. He had a great team. They were going into the state playoffs. Uh, he loved science. He loved uh, to study. And he came into class one day. And his teacher always would see excitement and enthusiasm on his face. And this day, he looked pretty sad down and out. And uh, he said, you know, Abe, what's going on with you? And Abe said, well, you know, he said, I just really uh, don't like school anymore. The pressure, the test that we have coming up, the sports, the pressure to win. He said, you know, I'm just letting the things around me take me down. You know, sometimes our environment can take us down or we can make a choice and do something about it. Right. And instead of it taking us down, we can change our environment. Amen. Amen. Yes. So the teacher looked at him and said, you know, you, you still got a choice in this. You don't have to be down and out. You don't have to hate life. Uh, you can, you have a choice. And he said, I want you to go home. The teacher told the aide to go home, the student, go home. And he said, I want you to take a, I want you to boil uh, a pot of hot water. And he said, I want you to take a carrot and stick it inside that bowl, boiling pot of water. And he said, I want you to come back tomorrow and tell me what happened to the carrot. And he said, okay. When he came back and he, one more, let me keep going. He said, and I want you to take an egg and place it in that boiling water. And I want you to tell me what happened to the egg. He said, well, I already know that. It's going to be hardened. It's going to turn into a hard-boiled egg. Amen? And he said, after that, I want you to take coffee beans. I want you to take some coffee beans, and I want you to stick it in, in the pot of hot boiling water, and I want you to tell me what happens. Well, Abe went home. He did all the things the teacher asked him to do. He came back, and he said, what happened to the carrot? He said, well, the carrot got weak and soft 
And he said, okay. And what happened to the egg? Well, the egg got hardened. He said, now what happened to the coffee beans? He said, when I placed those coffee beans in there, he said, it made coffee. It turned the whole water brown. I had a cup of, I had a pot of coffee. He said, what's that tell us? He said, well, in life, life has many challenges. It has many difficulties. It can bring a lot of affliction. It can bring a lot of turmoil. Our life can be a lot, can be rough instead of smooth. And he said, in life, he said, you can become like the carrot and you can become weak through your adversity. You can become soft through the hard times. And, uh, you know, when we get soft and when we get weak, we get vulnerable. Yes. And we get ready to quit. Mm -hmm. We don't have any energy. We don't have any strength. And that's what happens to the carrot. We just begin to fold under the pressure. Right. And that's our choice that we let our environment create that and mold us into that. And then, on the other hand, we can become like the a hard boiled the boiled egg. We can become hardened. A lot of people through hard times, the difficult times, and tribulation in their life, they go through. They get instead of folding and getting weak, they get hardened. You ever seen a person that was hard on the inside, yeah. hard on the outside? It was like if they were impenetrable. You couldn't get to them. They had a shield up, a wall around them. They were hardened by the things of life. A lot of kids have been brought up in life, and you may be one of those that everything wasn't always perfect in your home life. Uh, in Abe's life, his mother and father were fussing and fighting and on the edge of, the, of a divorce, and he was getting hardened by what he was seeing. So, and then the teacher said, okay, Abe, you still got a choice. Do you want to be like the carrot? Do you want to be like the egg? Or do you want to be like the coffee bean? The coffee bean changed the environment. Yeah. It changed the environment. It wasn't molded into what it, the, the circumstances could have molded him into being hard and weak. But instead, hallelujah, he became an overcomer. Yeah. He became someone that was strengthened and was able to go, go with the challenge and change the environment. Change the environment. That's what we as Christians are called to do is change our environments. We're not called to fit into the world. We're called to stand out in the world. Right. Amen. Right. Hallelujah. Uh, now, going to the Scriptures now, tying this in with the Scriptures, in Acts chapter 16, verse 25, many people in the Bible could have caved in and quit. They could have got weak, they could have got hardened. You know, some people in difficulties of life, they even get hard and mad at God. They blame God for an unanswered prayer. Things didn't go the way that they thought they should, and they get mad with God. They stop coming to church. They stop reading the Bible. They don't want to have anything else to do with God. But God's not the problem. But Jesus said, as Christians... We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Yes. We can overcome adversity. Yes. The Bible speaks of adversity and affliction in the Bible. And the Bible says, many are the afflictions of the righteous. Mm. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. The righteous people, just because you're born again, don't mean it's always going to be easy. That's right. It ain't going to be a cakewalk. Mm -mm. Every day ain't going to be a bed of roses. Mm -mm. 
Everything ain't going to always turn out glorious and, and fantastic for you just because oh, you got saved yesterday. Come on. Amen. That's right. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. That's right. But the Lord shall deliver them out of them all. That's right. Amen. Amen. We got a power living on the inside of us Come on, called yes. the Holy Ghost. Yes. Hallelujah. That, that propels us forward mm -hmm. against adversity. We don't give up, cave in, and quit. We keep going. That's we right. keep moving. Hallelujah. And because we keep going, we keep moving, and we keep praising God, hallelujah, we will overcome. Mm -hmm. We will overcome. No matter what you're going through today, no matter what your problem is, I want you to know you can overcome it. But don't give up, cave in, and quit. Throw in the towel. That's right. Don't become an egg. Don't become hard. Don't become like a carrot and get weak. Hey, be like the coffee bean. Change the environment. Change the situation. Uh, the Apostle Paul, verse 25, chapter 16, verse 25 said, But at midnight, Paul and Silas uh -huh. were praying yes. and singing hymns to God. Hallelujah. The prisoners were listening to them. That's right. Suddenly, Suddenly, I love suddenly in the Bible. Yes, Out of nowhere, all of a sudden, there was a great earthquake. Yes. So the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were open, and everyone's chains were loose. Yes, Praise God. God. Hallelujah. And let me tell you a little bit about what happened. Paul and Silas were out preaching the gospel. When they were preaching the gospel, I think they stirred up a demon. Mm -hmm. They stirred up the devil. How many of you know the devil don't want you preaching the gospel? Amen. He don't want you preaching the gospel or living the gospel. Right. He's going to do anything he can to try to stop you, hinder you, distract you, whatever he can to try to keep you from preaching the gospel. Because if you preach the gospel, people hear and believe and get saved. That's right. And lives are transformed Amen. and the kingdom of God grows. Yes, and the devil's kingdom gets less. Yes. So Paul and Silas were preaching the gospel, and a little uh, girl starts following them, mm -hmm. and she has a spirit of divination. The Bible says she had a spirit of python upon her. The spirit of python and the spirit of divination, she was a fortune teller. Mm -hmm. And she was following Paul and Silas as they were preaching the gospel, and she was following them from behind and, and declaring that these are the servants of the Most High God. Listen to them. But the Bible, that sounds so true. It sounds like somebody would say yes and amen to that testimony. But the Bible says that Paul was annoyed by this little girl following them every day and saying these things, which were very true. Paul was a servant of the Most High God. And you should listen to him. It was all true, but there was the wrong spirit behind the testimony. Yeah. And it annoyed Paul. It didn't bless him. It annoyed him. And this happened for many days. Mm -hmm. And finally, Paul caught on by revelation of the Holy Spirit. Yes. This is a demon spirit mm -hmm. following you, and you don't need the devil to testify of who you are. That's right. And he's turned around. And said, come out of her. He cast that divination spirit out. 
the girl lost her power to, to, to read palms anymore or fortunes anymore and the, and the person that owned her began to lose money. So they brought up accusations against Paul and Silas and had them jailed. But before they were jailed, they beat them with rods. Yes, they did. Beat them, persecuted them with rods. Anybody in here ever had a rod beaten? <laughs> We've had a few belts maybe yeah, and a yeah. few, few switches. But back then, they took a rod and they would beat you with a rod and then after they beat Paul and Silas with rods, then they throw them into prison and they said to have them very securely uh, put in prison so they couldn't escape. So they, the, the jailer said, I'll put them in the lower parts of the prison. They put them in the securest part of the prison, put their feet in stocks, put them down into a place, a dungeon. It's dark, it's smelly, yeah. it, 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 it's a terrible place to be of darkness. They're sitting there together and it's midnight. That's right. Yes. It's midnight. Yes, amen. They could have been saying, Woe is me. Uh -huh. How in the world did I get in this? Yes. If God was meant with me, I would never be in this kind of situation. That's right. Silas probably would tell him, Paul, son, if we ever get out of here, I'm going to quit hanging around you because every time I hang around you, I'm either getting beat or I'm going to jail. So we're going to end this relationship. But no. Paul and Silas at midnight, they're sitting in the dungeon, their feet are in stock, and they start praying unto God. They start praying, and they start singing unto the Lord. And they started singing, and the Bible said the prisoners could hear them praising God. They could hear them praying. They began to change their atmosphere. Right. Amen. They began to use the coffee bean mentality. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm going to continue to worship God. I'm going to praise God no matter what's going on around me. I'm not going to sit here and, and wallow and, and have a pity party. Yes, Lord bless you. Hallelujah. I'm not going to sit here and have a victim mentality. That's, That's right. right. That's right. Somebody owes me something. That's right. I'm entitled to something. Uh -huh. You can't treat me this way. Uh -huh. Nothing ever happens good for me. Uh -huh. It ain't my fault that I'm in here. Uh -huh. That's victim mentality. Yeah. They always blaming somebody else for their problem. That's right. I don't hear Paul and Silas blaming nobody for their problem. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. No matter what was going on, Paul and Silas said, we're going to turn this into a church service in here. Yes. Hallelujah. We might be in prison, but we're going to praise the Lord anyhow. Yes. We're going to throw up some praise. Yes. We're going to give God some glory yes. up in here. Yes. Hallelujah. They were giving God what belonged to Him, and all of a sudden, Hallelujah. Come on. out of nowhere, yes, Lord. the foundations of the prison, yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Begin to shake. Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah. And the shackles and the chain that they had put on Paul and Silas were loosed. Hallelujah. Yes. All the prison door began to sway open wide. Uh -huh. yes. Hallelujah. Because they said, we're going to praise the Lord in this situation. That's right. That's right. Yes. Hallelujah. I ain't caving in and quitting, Paul said. Mm-mm. And man, I tell you, when they began to praise God, God began to move. Yes, He did. Their praise brought on a whole different atmosphere. That's right. It brought God on the scene. Yes. I believe praise really uh, puts a smile on the face of our Savior. When we're going through hell, mm -hmm. when the devil's throwed everything at us but the kitchen sink, and it's coming. And no matter what he throws at us, no matter what adversity we put in, no matter what kind of situation, 
Hallelujah. We praise in God anyhow. I tell you, church, we need to learn something about this, this thing called praise. Yes. There's the power of praise can break every shackle and every chain. If we can just turn ourselves into a coffee bean, hallelujah, and, and change the environment instead of letting the environment change us. Yes. Amen. Amen. Do you know how to do it? Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Paul and Silas, uh, instead of having a, be, being a victim, they became the victors. And that's our choice. Circumstances in life don't have to uh, control us. We can control them by through praise and worship and turning to God instead of woe is me. Nothing ever happens good to me. Uh, we can become blamers and complainers. Or we can become problem solvers. It's going to be all up to us. That's right. But Abe began to change his world by seeing this illustration of the boiling pot of water between the carrot, the egg, and the coffee bean. Uh, the guy that helped that wrote this book, there was two, two men, John Gordon and Damon West. Damon West went to the university. He goes across the country talking about the power of the coffee bean. And using this illustration, he used he goes to uh, he went to Clemson, Georgia, Alabama, and all these big football teams, and began to share this message with them about the the, the adversity that life will bring. And if you live long enough, you're gonna have some adversity. That's right. There's gonna be some difficult times in you, in your your life, your family's life. There's gonna be crises. Amen. There's going to be hard times, no doubt about it. Every pastor goes through it. Every individual church member goes through it. But we got to learn a lesson from the coffee bean, and that is to change our environment. The Bible says in Revelation, I mean Romans chapter 12, verse 2, don't be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed. That's right. Be ye transformed. And see, that's what the coffee bean did. It transformed the water into coffee. That's right. You've got to take the power of the Holy Spirit living inside of you. Take Jesus Christ in his life and the Word of God and change whatever's going on around you. Don't walk around with your head down all the time. That's not going to accomplish anything. Don't spend all your time worrying and living in fear. That's not going to help you in any way. But if you'll open up your mouth and lift up your hands and begin to praise God, you'll begin to see God come onto the scene. You'll begin to see His presence and His glory start moving in your situation and change the environment. But you've got to do something about it. It's up to you. It's your choice. Change your environment or let your environment change you. Which one will it be? Which one will it be? Paul and Silas said, we're going to praise the Lord. They may not be nobody yet. They may not be any more believers in here but me and Silas, but we're going to praise the Lord. We ain't going to let them, because there's maybe 500 prisoners in here, we're the only two that believe in Jesus Christ, so we outnumbered. We don't want to stir up nothing. We don't want to rock the boat or nothing. Mm -hmm. We ain't going to say nothing. We're just going to pray silently, and we're going to sing silently. No. The Bible said they were singing and praying loud enough everybody could hear them. Amen. Amen. 
We got too many silent folks in the church. That's right. That's right. Don't want to rock the boat. That's right. I love the story of Joseph too. Joseph was an overcomer. Joseph had a dream, God-given dream, mm -hmm. that he would be a ruler one day over his mother, father, and all of his brothers, which none of the brothers, our father, anybody, uh, joined in and agreed with him. <laughs> they were all like, are you crazy? But Joseph held on to his dream, mm -hmm. but his brothers wanted to kill the dream. So they, 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 they put him in a pit left him to die and finally sold him into slavery went into Egypt while in Egypt a false accusation against from Potiphar's wife had him put in prison and after being put in prison finally he was brought out because of his attitude because of his, he kept his relationship right attitude determines altitude that's right Joseph could have been like the carrot and got weak and said, God, where are you? He could have been like the egg and got hard against his brothers. And when his brother showed up, after he had become the, the, the ruler over Egypt, he could have had every one of them killed if he was hard. If he wanted vengeance. If he was full of bitterness. But he didn't let his environment turn him into a rotten egg. We got a choice. If we're going to let ourselves be transformed from the inside out or let our environment turn us into something bad. Yeah, that's right. Every, everybody, most people have been through something. Some families, some children were raised in dysfunctional families. And because of it today, they still battle a little adversity because of their family life when they were small. But instead of blaming or complaining and wallowing in pity all your life, get up. Do something about it. Mm -hmm. Become a, a, a great parent. Yes. Don't, be, don't continue in the life of dysfunctional family. Yeah. Don't carry on that generational curse. That's right. Change it. How do you change it? By letting, letting Jesus Christ live in you and live through you. You can change your environment. God can't get no glory out of blamers and complainers. But transformation is something He does. But He don't do it unless you cooperate with Him. If you cooperate with Him, He'll change your life. And He changes it not from the outside in, but from the inside out. And He's good at it. He's very good at it. There's a transformation taking place in our lives even now. There's a transformation taking place in Jonathan's life in New York. There's a transformation taking place in Dalton Brown's life. Because God hears prayers. But it still needs a little cooperation from us. I was thinking earlier, Sister Ruth, about Jonathan when Mama was praying the night before. I'd love to see Jonathan while I'm in New York tomorrow. I love to see Jonathan. Lord, bring Jonathan across my path. And then the Lord heard her prayer. Mm -hmm. And I can send him calling the angels. The Bible says the angels are ministering spirit, 
sent to minister to the heirs of salvation. I can see God putting an APB, all points bulletin, <laughs> angels, go now, leave heaven, and go find Jonathan. He's in Brooklyn or Queens or somewhere in New York. But your assignment is to go find Jonathan and bring him to where his mama's at. That's right. That's right. And them angels tapped him up on that shoulder that morning. Said, Jonathan, get up. We're going here. Mm-hmm. Jonathan didn't even realize what was going on. But I believe God directed his steps. Yes. And brought him into the presence of his mama. Yes. To answer her prayer that was sent up. Do you know what that did for her? It's already done something for us. Yes. Now think about what it did for her. This is mama. Mama bear. In New York, that's like finding a needle in a haystack. That's right. In case you hadn't been. It wasn't an easy thing, but God was able to pull it off. That's right. Because he cares. Stand with me this morning. How many of you have to make the decision today? What will it be? Will you be a carer that is weakened by your environment? Or will you be like the egg that becomes hardened? through difficult times or you be like the coffee bean and change your environment transform it into what you want it to be hallelujah Jesus Christ can help you do it all we are overcomers lift our heads